We're about to use one of the most powerful weapons in Tfila, and that is the Yud Gimel Midas. From tonight, starting tonight, all the way until Ni'ilah, we repeat again and again the Yud Gimel Midas, the 13 attributes of the Rabbi Shalolam's kindness. There's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah Yud Zayin where the Gemara tells us very clearly that it's not for the fact that the Torah would have written these Yud Gimel Midas that we're going to say from tonight all the way until Ni'ilah. It would be impossible for us to be able to have the audacity to get up and say them ourselves. And the Rabbi Shalolam told Moshe Rabbeinu, whenever Klal Yisrael sin, whenever they fall, perform this order. And I will forgive them. This is the secret. The secret of the Slichas. The secret of the Yugim Omidus. Is the secret to our success. It's the master key for Slicha V'chapoya. It's the master key to be able to get the atonement from the Rabbi Shalom After falling so much in the year that we've just experienced. The Lekit Yosha Talmud of the Trumas Hadeshen. Brings down when a person goes to Davin Yomim Narayim. He goes to Davin Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and he didn't say slichas in, to, in, prepare, in preparation for that. So the Lekit Yosha is comparable to an individual that desires to approach the, the Melech, the king. He has an urgent request, and the manager gives him the key to the inner chamber, but he fails to get the key to the outer chamber. He's locked on the outside. Yes, we can come to Yom Naraim. Yes, we can come to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. But if we didn't have the preparation, if we didn't have the slichus, says the Leket Yosha, we're locked out. It doesn't work. It's like the famous marshal of the villager that never saw running water, never saw a faucet before a tap. And he goes for the first time into the city and he sees that they just turned the tap and water comes out. He said, I need one of those. And they give him an instrument called a faucet, a tap. He takes it back to this place in the middle of nowhere and he says, people, we're going to have running water. This is amazing. And he says, okay, let's see. Turns the tap, nothing comes out. No, it, it, it worked. They showed me it worked. It doesn't make sense. And the obvious answer is no. It's got to be a bit of a shaita because it needs to be connected to the pipes for the water to come through. We cannot expect to rock up to a Rosh Hashanah, to a Yom Kippurim, and just sort of say what we need to say. We have to have the preparation. And that's what we're doing here tonight. Not to Shabbos. It's just a few days before... Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Adin, where every single one of us is going to be judged. We're going to pass in front of the Rabbi Nishan Kubein Moran, as we'll see, we'll talk about him, Ezra Hashem and Rosh Hashanah. There's a Mordek of Saskha. The Heilig of Saskha brings down that what should a person think about when he hears the Yud Gimel Midas? And he says the Yud Gimel Midas, he recites the Yud Gimel Midas and the Slichas. We're going to say a few times tonight, every other night as well. And especially it says, What should a person's kavana be? Says the Bnei Yisascha. You know what it is? A person should think about when he says the Yud Gimel Midas, the Tzoris of Klal Yisrael. He should think about the Yidin that are never going through hard situations in Parnasa, in Shidduchim. People are going through health issues, Rachman al-Itzlan. So many Almonas, so many Yisoyimim, so many people, so many broken Yidin that have gone through so many Tzoris, 
So that's our thought process. That's what we're meant to be thinking of. Bishar saying the Yud Gimomidus. Have in mind these souls, these broken Neshamas, these Yisoyimim, these Almonas, the people going through health issues, Parnosah problems, Shalom Bayis, Shaduchim, there's so much. The list is endless. That is what we are meant to be thinking at this time. And by doing that, it will give a certain schus. So who's the author of the slichas? Where does it come from? Where's the Makar? Where's the first person that said slichas? So the first slicha goes all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is a clearly in Parshas Kisisa, Perek Lamadalat Posik Vov, after the Aveira of the Egel Azov, the golden calf, the Rabbeinu Shalom uttered the famous words, Hashem Hashem Keil Rachum V'chanun, Rabbeinu Shalom Hashem Hashem, compassionate and great and gracious. And that phrase is the centerpiece to the slichas that we say tonight and throughout our time of Erev Rosh Hashanah all the way, Sarasimei Tshuva. We find Ezra Soifer, we find many times that they said the slichas. And in fact, David HaMelech himself, who foresaw the Churban Beis HaMikdash, David HaMelech understood that there'll be no Beis HaMikdash, there'll be no Korbanos. And David HaMelech understood what's going to be. He envisioned the world without sacrifices, without korbanos. A korban is how we machaper ourselves. It's how we go and take something that we've done and try to reverse it. David HaMelech wanted to know what are we going to do? How is Klal Yisrael going to machaper themselves? How is Klal Yisrael going to atone if they don't have a base amigdash? Which Rabbi Naseinu Arabim, unfortunately, until this moment, we don't have. As Hashem, we will tomorrow, but right now we don't have. So David HaMelech wanted to know what's going to, what's going to be. And Dovra Melech said, and he was told by the Rabbani Shalom, if Kali Yisrael gathered together, and they come together as a tzibah, as an oilam, and they say the slichos, and they do vidui, they confess their averas, the Rabbani Shalom will answer. In fact, in fact, it's brought down. Rabbi Yochanan brings down that this was shown to Moshe Rabbeinu by the Rabbani Shalom, that Moshe Rabbeinu saw Kaviyachal, the Rabbani Shalom, wrapping himself Kaviyachal in a talis, and showing him the order of the tefillahs. That means what we're saying tonight isn't just a tefillah. It's not the same as every other tefillah. This is the master key to gain slicha v'kapara. And every single one of us needs to look into our lives. Did we do anything wrong? Do we need to do tshuva? Do we understand how low have we fallen? And that's what slichas is. The recognition of where we're holding the hagdama, the introduction to try and make sure that when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, we actually understand what we're talking about, and we know to whom, capital W, we are talking to. The Svasemist is a Moedeki Yisait. So the Halika Svasemist, there are two parts to a mitzvah. Part number one is the Maisa mitzvah, when you do the action of the mitzvah. And then was what he calls, the Svasemist calls the Chilek HaGavoya, that goes directly to the Rabbani Shalom. What says the Svasemist? is the part of the mitzvah that elevates the neshama, the nefesh of a yid, that changes him as a person, that helps him to stay connected to the mitzvah, even after doing it. He says the svasemet, it's the hachona for the mitzvah. The preparation for the mitzvah is the way that elevates the neshama, that keeps the neshama attached to the rabbi nishlonim, even well after we finished the mitzvah. Yes, we may want to have the Rosh Hashanah without the Slichas. Maybe we even want a Yom Kippur without a Rosh Hashanah. Maybe we even want a Sukkot without a Yom Kippur also. It's much easier. Much easier. But we have to recognize and we have to realize that without Slichas it doesn't go. 
This is the hachana. This is the preparation. This is the part that brings us our ultimate connection to the Rabbi Nishalayim. The Paiskin being, the famous question is, why is it that we need a minimum of four days to say Slichas before Rosh Hashanah? Whatever Rosh Hashanah falls out, Slichas is calculated that it has to be a minimum of four days. Why? And the answer is, because of the Korbanos, we say, V'hikravtem oila, generally. By Rosh Hashanah, we say, V'asisem oila, which means, Chazal explained to us, that on Rosh Hashanah, a person has to bring himself up as a korban. He has to offer himself up as an offering. And since every korban requires a minimum of four days to inspect it, to make sure that it's free of blemish, so us ourselves have to make sure that we're free of blemish before we come to Rosh Hashanah and stand in front of the Melech Malchem Amlochem. Why is it that we have to bring ourselves as a korban? What's the reason? We have to bring ourselves as a korban? What does that mean? And why? Good morning, Rosh Hashanah, Tezayin, Says the Gemara, why is it that the Torah requires us to bring an Oimeh, Korban Oimeh on Pesach? Says the Gemara, because Pesach is the Zman Tvua, it's the time of the grain. Says Chazal, Oma Kodesh Baruch Hu, Avi Lefona Oimeh Bepesach, Kedei Shetisbor Lochem Tvua Shebesodos. The time of judgment on the produce of the ground, of the field, of everything that grows over there, is on Pesach. And therefore bring me the Korban. Says the Gemara, so to Shvuas. So to Sukkot, which means we see from Chazal that every Yontif we bring the min on what, on which the Rabbi Nishalom is done, judges that min on that Yontif. Mimele, it makes a lot of sense that in Rosh Hashanah, since we ourselves are going to be judged, we have to bring that min, which is ourselves. And that's why we have to bring the Korban ourselves as well to make sure that we're going to be free of blemish. And that's what Slichas is. The Pasuk says in Devar and Perikdalet, Pasuk Chavtes, you are looking, bikesh, running after, pursuing, trying to find the Rabbi Shalom. Umat Sasa. And you found him, ki sidrishenem b'cholavavu nafshacha. So Rabbi Simcha binim b'pshischa explains the Pasuk like this, a beautiful explanation. He says people are willing to travel and search all over the world for the Rabbi Shalom with one exception. And that is within themselves. They're not looking to look within themselves. And the only way to find the Rabbi Shalom is within ourselves. Rebelez of Koznitz once visited the Rabshitzer of Naftali of and he noticed that the Rabshitzer had his curtains on the window closed. So he said, Rebelez of Koznitz said to the Rabshitzer, I don't understand. If you want people to look inside the window, so why are the curtains, why are the blinds closed? But if you don't want them to look in, so why do you have a window to begin with? What's the purpose of the window? So the Rav said, Rabbi Leza, I want to explain to you, Pshat. I'll tell you what the window is for. There's certain people to whom you trust and whom you know love you. And for those people, you can open up the curtain and let them look in. And to some degree, maybe we can understand this on a deeper level, that in our own life, we have certain secrets. We have certain things that maybe we have done that nobody else knows. Nobody else can know, nobody else should know. And sometimes it takes a real person to be able to open up the curtains, to be able to open up the blind and let the Rabbani Shalom in. That's what Slichas is. Understand where you're holding. Understand how far we've fallen. And admit to the Rabbani Shalom, we just want to get closer. But Simaya Zulberg brings down, B'Shem the Maral, B'Shem the Chsam Soifer and other tzaddikim, that when we say the Slichas, we have to understand we're being accompanied 
by all of the tzaddikim, not only those that wrote the slichas, but even those that said the slichas. That means, imagine hundreds of years ago, big tzaddikim saying the slichas. Together with us tonight, in this place of Medrash, are all the tzaddikim, for all the doyers, all the generations, that said slichas. And we should have that in mind, when we open up the slichas, when we pour out our heart, and we admit to the Rabbani Shalom, that we've done something wrong. <laughs>